We're doing a few sessions over the next few weeks, intermingled with finishing off 2 Corinthians and stuff on faith. It's all, it's all going to keep going. But we're going to look at some of our core values on our mission statement, our vision statement. If you're wondering what that is, look at the website. I've been talking about it quite a lot over the last three or four years. Some of it online, granted, but have a look. Um, and we're starting this morning by looking at restoration. It's the word restoration. I wonder what comes into mind when you think of restoration. Don't shout out. Just hold it in your mind. I wonder what comes to mind. I wonder if you thought of a cinnamon, 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 a word that means roughly the same. What would come to mind? Repair. Repair is part of restoration, often, isn't it? Rebuild. You reading my notes? Can you see my notes from there? Repair, rebuild. I can't read that. Replace bits, like shoulders or whatever. <laughs> Return. Oh, now there's a word to hold on to that one, Toby. Now this this man drives a restored car. Here he comes. So, Richard, when you restored your MG, I've got that right, haven't I? Being not being a car person, that was a that was a leap. What what does restor, What does it mean to restore a car? Uh, you take an old car, maybe fifty years old, perhaps a little less, perhaps a lot more, that looks a wreck. You make it safe. You make it stop. You make it go. <laughs> not necessarily in that order. Not necessarily in that order. No. Uh, you then. Um, Make it look better from the outside. Maybe it has to go for a respray, rust dealt with, that kind of stuff. And then you do the interior, get the seats nice, get a bit of decent carpet in there, whatever it takes. Make sure that the speedometer and etc. works. And um, then go off and take it to shows. Do you, do you make sure it's legal for going on the road? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's best to. The majority of the work on the engine? I did a majority of the mechanical work. I didn't do the spraying and welding. Yeah. I did but, the interior work as well. And of course, without the interior work, it doesn't matter how good the outside is. It's if not, it don't go... If it doesn't go, it's no good. It's no good. Restoring a car. Thank you. Somebody here has helped to restore a, a train engine. Yes? What we got outside? Was that a new build? Was that a new build from... But that off of old plans? So that's not what we're talking about, is it? That's really helpful. <laughs> Do you see, see what I did there? <laughs> but you take what is and you repair it, you restore it. You do, you do all these things. Um, what have I got? I'll tell you what it isn't. Restoration isn't going, well, it was rubbish in the first place, let's get rid of it. That's not what restoration is about. 
It's not just about recognizing a faulty manufacture, it's about restoring it to what it was intended to be like. So John's thing that he did was from the original plans. This is how it was designed to be, so we're gonna make it as it was designed to be. I've got a couple of pictures, hopefully, of restoration work that maybe didn't go so well. Yep, so this is the original on this side. And this was the first attempt at restoring it. And this is what they ended up with. Somebody has now got hold of it, and it now looks like that again. This one, clearly in need of restoration. Lots of paint missing, and goodness knows what else. Anyway, sometimes restoration work doesn't go right, and it can be a bit of a botched job. We are about restoring people, and God is about restoring people. The word in Scripture, in the Gospels, that is translated salvation, the word is sozo, really means restoration. It means saving in salvation. It means saving from hell as our destination, saving from the effect of our sin. But it also means saving to, and it doesn't just mean saving to heaven. Because where is heaven? Ooh, heaven is in my heart. Because Jesus, heaven is where Jesus is. Is he in you? Is he in the person next to you? Is heaven present? We could just do with heaven being manifestly present, couldn't we? Then, so we're not just saved from, we're saved to. That's why the word means restoration. And sometimes the word can mean healing, and sometimes it means spiritual transformation, and sometimes it can mean structural and society. That salvation word is huge. And restoration is really important. You weren't just saved so that you could be okay and hang on in a highly holy huddle until you get to heaven. Or in some of our cases, hang on in a not so holy huddle until we get to heaven. Is that right? <laughs> but it, we're not hanging on for heaven. Well, I'm just going to look after myself. I'm going to pray and read my Bible and just do my bit here and, and, and leave me alone. And I don't want anything to do with society. I'm not, not going to watch the news. I'm not going to listen to anything because it's horrible and it's nasty. And I'm not going to be involved in music or theatre. or I'm just going to hide. It's not Christian faith. Sorry. It's a form of faith, but without its power. Now, Christian faith is for us to be restored to the maker's design, to be who we're called to be. I looked up on the internet, I just put the word restoration in, and I found these four words, they're coming one at a time, hopefully, not all on the same, yeah, good. Uh, I found these, so start with the first one, this, these are the four stages of art restoration. And the first one is cleansing. When you, apparently, when you restore a piece of art, the first thing you do is take the varnish off it. 
because there's probably three or four layers of varnish because people haven't been bothered to clean it or to deal in the past. They've just varnished it to make it look better on the outside. So often our Christian faith, you know, please thank God we don't do this anymore. We don't wear our Sunday best to come to church, do we? Well, I, uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm assuming we aren't anyway. You all look wonderful because you all look normal. Do you know what I mean? You're wearing what you'd wear normally. And actually, you're not polishing up to try to look good. You're just being who you are. Fantastic. It's fantastic. I've still got colleagues who say, well, what robes do you wear on a Sunday? <clears throat> I don't. Well, you don't wear jeans, do you? Yep. Because that's who I am. I appreciate a generation before, somebody who's 57 wearing jeans would have been a bit weird. But it's normal now. Utterly normal. My dad, I don't think, bought a pair of jeans until he was 50-something, which is also a bit strange. But anyway, there you go. The first thing that happens is the varnish comes off. And actually, that makes the painting look worse. And when we come to faith and we're cleansed, we become aware of our sins. So actually, we feel worse. We recognize all the rubbish. And we recognize, I hope, those things where we're trying to pretend that it's okay. The varnish that we put on. But also then, of course, once they've got the varnish off, then they can get all the... What word am I allowed to use? Muck. That's the one. They can get all the muck off it. All the soot and all the bits that have been affecting it because of where it's been hung and the, all, all the rest of it. So we're covered in muck because of where we live. And who, not just Cheshire boys, because where we live, the world. You know, we're, we're infected by that. We're infected by our family and the way that, you know, so often our normal way of thinking is our family way of thinking, which is not necessarily a biblical way of thinking, even if you were brought up in a Christian home. You know? So we need to be cleansed. We get this, don't we? We need to be cleansed from our sin. Fine. Next word. The painting is then made stable and put into a new standing, a new condition of being. It's sorted out, it's stripped right back. It may be very fragile. But it's stabilized. It's, be, it's begun to be restored, and you begin to see it in its original condition. When we come to Christ, when we are restored, we're cleansed, and we're taken to a new standing. We are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. There's still some muck and varnish that needs sorting out with, but essentially, we are in Christ. We are saints. You do know a saint is just a sinner who's forgiven. Just because you're a saint doesn't mean you stop sinning. It means you should be able to... Anyway, moving on. We can't. We never do, but we could. That's an interesting one to conjure with for a while. But it means we make better choices. We're, we're, we're in a new place and we think differently. Be renewed by, by the transformation of your mind. We think differently. We act differently. We speak differently. 
doesn't mean we all become weird and everybody goes, oh, look at that Christian. They, they're really weird. We're still in the world. We're just not of the world. We're still in the world. We're not just of the world. So we're cleansed. There's a new standing. Third word. I think that one preaches itself, doesn't it? <laughs> this, these are the restoration words. These are off of a, an art website, not, not a theological website. So there's infilling. Because on the painting, where there are gaps, remember the one there with all the paint that come off? It's infilled. Do we need to be infilled with the Holy Spirit? It's probably a phrase you've not heard me use before, but I've used it lots in the past. You've probably heard it. Rather than being filled or feeling like it's something from outside, we're infilled because the Spirit dwells in us, so we are filled from within. Do you get get to points in life where you, there's a gap between what you want to do and what you feel able to do? Well, God will infill the difference. Actually, what you don't realise, he's already filled up the first bits as well. And it feels like he's filling up the distance, but he's filled you all, and you can only do what you can do because of him. So you're being infilled, cleansed, a new situation, and you're infilled. Now this one, the last one, is a bit more technical there. In painting. This is where they actually, they don't take new materials, they try and find the existing materials and they may have to repaint part. That's what the botched jobs did that without doing the other things. That was the problem. Or not even having a design template to go from. If you tried to make it up, you would have had something that probably looked vaguely like it, but because you all know vaguely know what a metropolitan train looked like, but it's fascinating. It's fascinating. So, and we are part of that. This is what it says in Ephesians. That's confused Paul because he thought that was coming earlier. Mate, so did I initially, so you're fine. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. That work, we are God's workmanship. Another translation, we are God's handiwork. Another translation, we are God's masterpiece. If you want a restoration done properly, who's the best person to do the restoration? The, uh, the vicar's asking a question, the answer must be Jesus. No. In art, I don't think Jesus got, had a reputation for painting. I mean, he, he twiddled in the floor in the mud and stuff, but I don't think I don't think it sold for anything. But... If you want the painting restored best, who do you ask? The original artist. So if we are God's masterpiece, who better to restore us? It's quite simple. We are God's masterpiece. And we're created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That different way of life is there in us already. For you have everything you need to live this godly and holy life. 2 Peter 1.3 Not you need everything. You've got it. The, cho- the, the cream cake is there. You've got to eat it, though. And that's where we come in. This is all God's grace. This is all his gift. It's his work. It's his work to create us. It's his work to cleanse us. It's his work to put us into a new standing. It's his work to infill us. It's his work to in-paint, to actually make us look like we're supposed to look. But we've got to choose to let him.
we've got to choose, like Alan did after a little push, to actually stand up and go do. And did you notice what Alan prayed at the beginning? Thank you, Lord, that they were obedient to the call. The Rise Nations wouldn't exist if they hadn't got off their bottoms and gone and done something. The Church of England wouldn't exist unless somebody had come, hadn't, you know, St. Augustine hadn't come over. Not the hippo one, the Canterbury one. <laughs> There's two St. Augustines out there. But people have been obedient, and that's what we need to be. Do you want to be restored into the image that he has made you? I do, because that's the best lorry I can be. It's not the lorry that Wendy wants. It's not the lorry that you want. Often it's not the lorry that I want, actually. But it's the lorry that God has made me to be. And sometimes we have to put down our preferences and be what God has called us to be. If we want to be restored, if we want to do the good works that Christ Jesus has prepared in advance for us to do, we need to choose. So I'm going to ask you to stand in a moment, not just yet, and just say, Lord, what do I need to be? If you're in that place where you still need to be cleansed, and you haven't quite got to the new standing, then please put your hand out and grab hold of Jesus, because he's longing for you to come to him. But if you're in that place where you need refilling, infilling, where you need in-painting, where you need to move forward, just say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to be restored. I'm ready to be changed. Strip off the varnish. Get some of the mucky bits out of the way. Let me be who you want me to be. This is why, as a church, we believe fundamentally in restoration. Because if we're restored... We will enforce the kingdom of God where we are. And people will come to faith and our community will be transformed. And annoyed and upset and cross because people don't like the kingdom of God. Because we're a bit weird. But it starts with us. Are you ready? So I've got to put this down and go to the guitar now. We're going to sing our final song, and it's just between you and the Lord. I'm not going to make you do anything. But what I suggest, Lord, show me. Yes, Lord, I want to change. And you know where you're going to change? Not in here. Out there. As you go home. As you do Bank Holiday Monday. As you do the rest of August. And so on. That's where the change will be seen.